right, everybody, welcome again to the Flight Test Podcast. Uh, it is Alex here hosting along with my buddy Austin. We What's have up, a guys? special guest today. Uh, some of you might remember from a video probably about a year or two ago now, uh, Mr. Trent mm-hmm. Trent Sigurd, formerly uh, from Unique, but uh, you, you actually have a new job now. Is that correct, Trent? I just recently moved to Yakima, Washington to work for Cub Crafters. Oh, nice. You cut out there for a second, but we got you now. Well, very cool, dude. That's a, uh, I think that's a step in a very cool direction. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Now, uh, Trent, for the, for people that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what Cub Crafters is? Yeah. So Cub Crafters, um, has taken the lineage of the Cub aircraft, um, that have been around for, for so long and have been improving upon that. And, uh, and we really are, are focused on, um, innovating with Cub type aircraft. So the most recent iteration of that, um, is the FX three. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for um, for people that are like familiar with the kind of the iconic, you know, carbon cubs, even people that are modelers, um, I mean, those are some pretty impressive and iconic aircraft. So, um, I, I'm sure that you're still kind of getting your your feet wet and kind of settling in. But um, what is the what is the nature of what you're going to be doing with uh, with Cub Crafters? So, I was hired on as a content editor. And what that means is, um, I mean, essentially I'm in charge of all of our social media content creation, um, and just the, the forward facing part of the brand. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a, that sounds like a big job. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. And for those of you uh, listening who aren't familiar, Trent, we had you on a flight test about a year or two ago, and this was back, you, you used to work for Unique, which uh, if you're not familiar with Unique, Unique is the company uh, responsible. They did the Typhoon, they did the Breeze, which Trent worked on. I know you worked on that uh, kind of directly. It's kind of your baby, but so mm-hmm. you kind of a uh, background in drones, and it's kind of interesting, like the where, like where the path has led you going from, you know, starting with drones, and now you're getting your feet wet in, uh, you know, general aviation industry, which is super cool. And what a great way to start other than like a company with like uh, cub crafters. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I explain it as, you know, I'm taking my aviation career from unmanned to manned. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I currently, I currently have uh, uh, only three hours um, of, of actual CFI piloting time and I'm working towards getting my private pilot license um, as soon as possible. Nice. That's awesome. Well, that'll be sweet, and that'll be tons of content opportunity right there. So I hope, hopefully, they'll uh, let you kind of expose that, just like from a firsthand perspective. Because I, I know, I personally, I would love to see it. Um, but it, it's kind of cool, like just knowing you over the years. I think we first met. I think we first ran into you back at F three Expo. Is that right? Right. Yeah, you were. It was a long time, but like. I don't know, just I haven't really dealt with anybody directly from Cub Crafters, but I have gotten to experience their products firsthand. Uh, actually, recently when we were out in Utah, Stefan and I, I got to go up in a, a Carbon Cub EX. Um, and it was, I mean, it was such a cool experience. But honestly, like, the com- it seems like the company and the products they make, they're just like right in parallel with you and your personality. Like, it's literally a tool made for adventuring. And I kind of feel like that's right up your alley. Yeah, I, I, I explain the airplanes to people who don't know as like the Jeeps of the sky. Exactly. Um, yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, that's that's super. I would say that's super accurate, and that's kind of how people think of them too. People kind of think of, you know, Cubs in general. Like they're they're a they're a pleasure vehicle. I mean, there's something like a yeah. they're like a, a motorcycle, or they're like a you know they're pure. They, it's like re- pure recreation. Yeah, you're 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 actually, you know, you are flying an airplane, but but at the same time, like you're. Um, you're kind of like wearing it too. <laughs> you're kind of like wearing an airplane, which is a really, really cool feeling. It's kind of like you're putting on a wingsuit and they, you know, you become a part of the aircraft. And, yeah. and to my understanding, like you guys said, I'm, I'm still learning a lot. Sure. Um, and uh, uh, the, the stick and rudder nature of the Cubs um, is, is really one of the most direct uh, so I've heard one of the most direct forms of flying where you really feel like you're actually in control of the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I, uh, I've only gotten a little bit of time on like an actual stick and rudder. I have quite a few hours logged myself. I'm still technically a student pilot, uh, but majority of it is on like a more traditional, like yoke kind of setup, like a Cessna or whatnot. But, um, there, I think there's just something to be said about like the tandem seating, you know, you're sitting, you look out either shoulder left or right. And you, you know, you have your own window. Um, they can't take one passenger, uh, for those that aren't familiar, they take one passenger. That's where I got to ride in the back. And, uh, but they sit behind you and the pilot sits in the front, which is, which is super cool. It's like kind of like when it doesn't look like a fighter jet, but when you're sitting inside one, I mean, you definitely get that feeling that you're in like a fighter jet or like an aerobatic airplane or something like that. Um, and, and, and the, the response of the controls is just like, it like becomes a part of your body, kind of like what Austin was saying. And one of the things I was surprised uh, when we got to go up with um, with the Flying Cowboys out in Utah. Uh, shout out to the Patey brothers. Mark is the guy is the one that took me up in his Carbon Cub EX. Um, just the amount of power that these things have. You wouldn't think that a tiny airplane. And actually, the guys when we went up, they were kind of like drawing straws of who had to take me and some of the other heavier guys because supposedly like they can really tell that the, the, you know, the difference in performance and stuff like that. But I was expecting them to do like a slower climb out and stuff like that because they had me and the extra weight, you know, double the payload or whatever. And this, he put it up onto its front landing gear and taxied it out onto the runway and just gave it full throttle. And it was like, it felt like a conveyor belt, like just like going straight into the sky, just like nonstop torque and power. It was, it was pretty incredible. Caught me off guard for sure. Yeah, I've had a, a little bit of um, experience with a similar class of aircraft, which is like kind of the, um, you know, the, just like the tube and fabric style construction, that sort of thing. When I, when I was a kid, actually, the first two airplanes that my dad built were a Kit Fox. So we, he built a um, a Model 4 and then a Model 4 Speedster, which is basically the same thing, but with a bigger tail and 18 inches shorter on each wing. Um, but uh, those were such fun airplanes of just like, you know, flying around and you can just like open up the doors and it's really that it's like a really fun exploration type of flying, which, um, for me personally, like that's the kind of flying I have the interest in, in, you know, as opposed to, you know, transportation or, you know, some of those faster personal aircraft, like those are the ones you're going to use to like hop from city to city or something like that. But like, uh, just kind of like that, that bush plane style is just, you know, well, I think you nailed it. It's like the, it's like the Jeep of the sky. I mean, it's a, it's a great, great analogy. So yeah, you, you, Austin, you said that you you had some experience with um, with tube and fabric yeah, building a kit box. How did you perceive the building experience um, when he was doing that? 
was it easy? Was it something you think that people could could pick up? Is it something that building flight test airplanes can somewhat prepare you for? Yeah, I think it's different from it's very different from like and to just to just to clarify, like I was very young at the time. So to say that I helped at all is very generous. <laughs> I was more of like a, like a moral support um, for the the building. But I did. I was given enough to do that. I felt like I was helping. So um, but I was mostly actually building my own rudimentary airplanes of like just out of random things that actually I think my dad still has one hanging in the hangar that I made that I just was super proud of. But but yeah, just in general, just being familiar with the process. Um, that's one thing that is very we got all kinds of noises going on today. Um, so one thing that, um, uh, one thing, one thing that, you know, just be, being kind of familiar with the process. One thing I did notice is that it is very approachable. Like it's very, it's different from metal fa- fabrication in that it doesn't require like a ton of highly specialized skills. Like the kind of the joke is with metal fabrication is that you make every part four times. And that's because like the first three times you're not happy with it. So you get enough practice by the time you've built the fourth part that you're actually happy with it. Where, um, you know, tube and fabric is a little bit different in that um, you, you don't have to have kind of like that specialized technique and that specialized knowledge. Um, because actually the, um, after the second Kip Fox, the next airplane, um, that my dad built was, uh, was an RV six a, and it was built from scratch. So every single part was fabricated for the airplane, which is just crazy to me. It seems absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. That's true craftsmanship right there. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think, and I think another unique thing about, so cup crafters, we, we, we do make factory built aircraft, but we also ship kits. And right. when we ship a kit, everything, every screw, every nut, every bolt, that you need is in the kit, which is a, is a a really unique thing as well. Yeah. I've kind of joked before that like, I just don't, I don't trust my own skills and ability enough to like build a personal (laughs) aircraft that I would fly in. But something like that actually does appeal to me is like where, um, you know, I was obsessed with like building things when I was younger with like Legos and connects and would build like elaborate amusement parks and that sort of thing. But like what, what I liked about that, um, or what was satisfying about that is when you have like th- the correct amount of pieces and they go together in a correct way, like that appeals to me is what, is what doesn't appeal to me is like referencing plans and not really knowing what you need or like what the materials are and like, or if you did a good enough job at making the thing, um, like that's, that's the type of thing that intimidates me, but I really do like that, um, that general idea of this, like, Hey, here's all the stuff that you need. And when you're done and you put them all together in the correct order, you have an airplane. Like yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah. And we have a, we have a paper manual and then the other pro some of the other projects I'm working on, um, you know, as, since I started is, uh, making video tutorials on, uh, a few of the steps along the way of, of building your airplane. So nice. just this Monday, uh, we went out and we filmed how to install a windshield and, uh, I'll tell you what, that was a lot more work than what I thought. <laughs> I, believe I, I believe it. Well, that's such a wealth of content yeah. is just to support, you know, people that are interested in building and people that are currently building, you know, is to support that. Um, Cause we, you know, we do like our, you know, little model, model airplane uh, build videos that we do here. And something that we find is that a lot of people that are potential customers is that they'll watch the build video even though they've never ordered a kit. 
You know, they, 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 um, cause they're interested in the process and they're interested to see if it seems like it's something that they could do. And once they watch the video, they're like, all right, maybe I'll order a kit. Um, so like, even though, you know, obviously those videos are very much geared towards current builders, I think that they're a really valuable tool to educate somebody that might've think might've thought building an airplane was unachievable. Um, when, where they watch, you know, maybe a dozen of those formatted videos of like, here's how you do this specific thing. It just takes like, it demystifies it and takes the mystery away of like doing this, what is like an incredible lofty thing of building an aircraft and kind of like breaks it down a little bit and simplifies it. So I think that's, that's like perfect content that I would want to watch. Yeah, exactly. And then pulling off of what you were saying, um, I'd never built a remote control airplane um, until I was in the hobby for about two and a half, three years. And so just like uh, what you said, I was referencing the the build videos um, before I actually made a purchase and was actually able to look at, you know, assess my skill level and then choose an airplane by watching the build videos that I thought I would be able to build um, at my current level. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great, um, connection there that's that's super cool well i can't wait to see some of those videos i i know you're gonna you're gonna turn out some really awesome stuff and i actually today i subscribed to the to the crab crafters youtube channel because i'm sure there's going to be some good stuff coming out on there yeah well i do have to say just like having a, a design specifically graphic design background but just like design in general um I kind of grew up around aviation and one of the things that i always noticed even before i went to school for design is that like it's one thing that general aviation industry like commonly like lacks, especially within like uh, companies, companies like uh, I don't have any specific examples, but just in general, you see a lot of just like bad design, bad aesthetic, um, you know, little to no content. And I will say that with Cub Crafters, they are one of the few exceptions that I, they ha- they do a great job with uh, branding with, uh, you know, create, they haven't, uh, done a ton of content. They've done a couple videos that I've seen that are really awesome, but, uh, even just like collaborating, I know that flight chops has done a a lot of videos with them and they just seem like an open-minded company and they're kind of like moving forward and trying new things. And I think that's definitely, definitely crucial. And I I think that they already have that going and I'm really excited to see, you know, what they have, what they do now, you know, now that you're helping them out. So I think it's going to be a lot of really, really cool, awesome stuff. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to communicate the excitement of backcountry aviation and uh, off airport flying, because quite honestly, I think everyone who flies, um, they really desire to, to, to get in the backcountry and to, and to fly cubs um, just because it's, it, it just looks like the, the most fun type of flying. So yeah, I'm very excited to, to get in the pilot seat and, uh, and start flying these planes for sure. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So speaking of that, like, I know, like, you, you uh, how many, how long have you been working there? Like, you literally just started, right? Yeah, I just moved from Los Angeles to Yakima, Washington about two weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah, it's fresh. So we'll have to, like, have you back on the podcast in the future. And, like, once you get your foot in and, like, you really get a grasp, you have to, you know, get some projects under your belt, we'll have to have you back and get an update from you. Um, but on a kind of, like, a side note, what a... What personally, like, what are your goals within aviation? Like you said, you wanted to get your pilot's license and stuff like that. But it's like, I know for me personally, like step number one is I want to, uh, I learned how to fly paramotor. Next step is I want to buy a paramotor. <laughs> and then uh, down the road a ways, I do want to own my own airplane. 
you know, knock on wood, hopefully one day something like a carbon cub, but even, even, you know, like an LSA of some kind. Uh, but my number one goal is to keep aviation uh, a recreation for me. Like I, I kind of specifically don't want a travel plane. Like I don't want a plane that has a, a, a long range where I feel like I have to like justify using it to, you know, go somewhere or whatnot. Like I literally want like a low operational cost plane that I can just go out and fly just for the sake of flying an airplane. And that's kind of like my goal. I was just curious, like, have you given any thought to like what, what your journey, what you would like your journey in aviation to look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, living in Yakima, Washington, it's uh, a town of about 90,000 people. Um, they call it the Palm Springs of Washington. Um, (laughs) But the great thing about it is that we're in pl- cl- we're in very close proximity to both Seattle and Portland. Nice. Um, it's about a two and a half hour drive to both. So if it's a two and a half hour drive, that means it's a you know about an hour or less flight. Um, That's awesome. So I'm actually looking I'm looking at at, at flying as not only uh, a recreational thing to do, but as a form of transportation. Yeah. I used to joke when I lived in Los Angeles that. Uh, I, I wanted to buy an airplane and I just fly to an airport that's closest to where I was going to go and then Uber the rest of the way to avoid all the traffic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but long-term um, I'm, I've definitely recently have been very inspired by um, JP and fun for Louie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I followed them uh, all, all of Louie's live vlogs as they were flying around the world. Yeah. So did I. Um, that was and, awesome. And, 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 that was that was really inspiring for me, and so I started doing some research on, on circumnavigations. And uh, there's another YouTube uh, channel called Sailing La Vagabond that I've uh, been following as well. It's yeah, a I, couple. They've just, I, I follow them too. Yeah, they're great, and yeah. that's actually how I found JP before he did the flight around the world, nice. um, which is kind of funny. But uh, I've been looking up circumnavigations and. Um, I really, really would like to do three circumnavigations. I would like to do one from the air. I would like to do one on land, and I would like to do one uh, on uh, on the sea. Um, Dude, that's awesome. So, that's an awesome goal. So yeah, that's a that's probably a twenty or thirty year goal. <laughs> um, and and this is the first time I'm I'm being recorded saying that goal. Um, so we're gonna hold you to it, man. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. For for those of you listening out there, Fun for Louie is a YouTube channel. He's kind of like the, um, he's kind of like the original travel vlogger, like kind of like the godfather of not only travel vlogs but also just kind of like vlogs in general. He was one of the early ones, and he's still at it, still doing it. And uh, I always tune into his videos, you know, as often as I can. The other guy, I can't remember his name. So they had the his one Louis's one you know good friend who was the main pilot, but they picked up that other young guy. I forget his name, but he also has a good channel. Um, we'll have to link it down in the show notes, but I was actually watching it yesterday. Um, he's, he's a pilot as well, and I think he was like the youngest kid to fly around the world uh, several years ago, and uh, they picked him up and they shared some of the flying, uh, you know, the flying responsibility between the two pilots with, with Louie and whatnot. But uh, all great aviation channels to watch along with uh, Flight Chops, uh, the other guy who has the TBM, Steve-O, oh, Steve-O One Kinevo. Yeah. Lots of, uh, it's funny. There's lots of really good like aviation uh, channels out there. I keep trying to get my dad to do it, um, you know, because he flies all over the world. And, and you know, so to Bob, a lot of people are familiar with Bob here at the shop. He flew with my dad everywhere. 
And uh, I think it's a common thing that like my dad works for a company, uh, you know, a rather large company. And it's more of like a um, kind of like a private. uh, uh, They're not like hiding anything, obviously, but they just don't want like, you know, thousands of people seeing their operation of like all the planes and stuff like that and where they're kept and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But that being said, man, I think that as your journey continues to grow, I would love, I can't wait to see like what you do with cub grafters, but also you, you occasionally make, you know, pieces of content on your own too. And I always really enjoy seeing what you've been up to and, and all the work that you've always done. I appreciate that, Alex. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a joy to make. And, you know, I always think about the fact that we are the first people in our family lineage to be so heavily documented. Mm. Um, And so that's something that, that I don't take lightly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, Alex and I were just talking today at lunch that, like, you know, we have a thousand videos on our channel. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting when you, because Flight Test started in 2010. And so, like, we have a lot of videos to go back through and just kind of, like, you know, because in a way we're kind of, like, recording, you know, kind of just kind of like our lives in a sense just because this is such a big part of what we do, you know, every day and every week. So, um, mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. Well, I, f- I figured that we could, uh, flip this around a little bit and kind of take advantage of the fact that you haven't been at cub crafters very long is something we try to do at flight test. We don't do it as much as we would like to, but, um, we kind of do like the careers in flight type content. Um, but I figured it'd be interesting to ask you, like, what, what did you first notice like in your first couple of weeks at cub crafters and like, what, what were you surprised by or, or what interested you that you didn't expect? Ooh, interesting question. So I guess the thing that I didn't expect, and and it's really the first project I had uh, exposure to, um, is the level of support that Cub Crafters provides for their kit builders. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, whether that's manuals, whether that's these videos um, that we're adding to, um, the, the kit builder um, director, his name is Mitch. And essentially, you know, when you buy a kit from Cub Crafters, what we like to say is you join the Cub Crafters family. Um, you get Mitch's personal cell phone number. Um, <laughs> so, awesome. so along the build process, if you have anything that's going on, you're running into any problems, um, you know, Mitch is there to help you. And he's such a pers- personable guy. Mitch is, Mitch is a really personable guy. He's super sweet. And, uh, yeah, just, just the culture around Cub Crafters is – is really amazing and uh and and the passion around aviation everyone's just very enthused um about aviation in general and that's just a a really great environment to be around that's awesome yeah kind of my perception is that um is that cub crafters is kind of like a medium to large size company um i don't know if that's true or not i'm basing that on really nothing but um what has uh what has been like overall like what what has been interesting and just about working at like that size of a general aviation company because I, th- I think that's something that probably not a lot of people think about is that you know these um iconic aircraft and these iconic you know airplanes like they come from companies you know that have people in them and so um can you just describe a little bit what it's what it's like there or what the what the overall kind of business feel is yeah so cub crafters we have uh three fabrication shops which are off airport um and then one main assembly facility um and just i don't know if i can necessarily put my finger on 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 one thing necessarily just being in the 
environment. Um, I'm very familiar with factories. Uh, when you guys referenced that I worked at Unique, um, I lived at the factory uh, in China for about six months. So being in a factory environment is, um, it's like being being home for me. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's so inspiring to, to walk in and, and walk back to my office, which is, I have to walk down almost the whole final production line. Nice. And uh, it's uh, uh, it's just so humbling to be around these aircraft. I feel so lucky that um, you know I, I want to fly and and that I'm getting a firsthand education in aviation through uh, you know working with the aircraft company that makes the aircraft of my dreams. Yeah, that's that, awesome. that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, and also you're gonna get um, just from knowing what our own guys, you know, Alex and, you know, Andrew and Jeremy and some of the other guys here, just what they go through with, you know, processing and editing and, you know, kind of crafting the content is you get super familiar with the content, (laughs) you know, so uh, you might have a lot of unexpected expertise before you even, you know, try your hand with your first aircraft. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and to to answer your question too, part of uh, what I am planning on doing is sharing the stories from within Cub Crafters. Cool. Um, Sharing the stories of our employees who are doing specific things on the production line um, to really give people an inside look at what it's at, what it's like to, uh, to work at Cub Crafters and what the company culture is like. Yeah. That's, that sounds fantastic, man. Yeah, we, um, I, I've been, I think that you'll definitely, well, maybe you won't be surprised, you know, maybe you'll be right where you thought you would be, but I think that, um, that, that, that's going to make for some very, very popular content because I think that, you know, even though the, you know, the general aviation community, um, it's not enormous, you know, it's not as enormous as some other industries or some other communities. Um, there is, it seems like it's deeper, like the fascination is deeper for people that are part of it. Um, and like just an example I can think of is we, um, did a factory tour and video, uh, for Hartzell propeller, um, here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I, I don't actually know how that video is performing right now, but I think that, I think it's doing pretty good. I think it's doing pretty well. Um, and, uh, cause that one we weren't really sure about it was (laughs) that one we were kind of thinking and we're like, well, it's a really cool opportunity and it's a great company we want to work with. And so let's just do it and we'll see what happens. And, um, for something that, um, you know, as, as small of the process as how a propeller is made, you know, that's like something that people found really, really interesting. So I think that you even have a broader, um, kind of like library to pull from of just super interesting things that are all along the process of making or owning or flying an airplane. So, um, yeah, you got some, you got some great material there. I think people are really, really enjoy Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's actually, that's, that's quite cool. So we actually use the uh, Hartzell prop, the constant speed prop on two of our models okay. um, that we produce. Oh, very nice. Super cool. Yeah. So like, I agree with Austin. Like I think there's so much potential. I mean, there's tons of potential, like anywhere you look for great content opportunities, all it, all it really takes is somebody, you know, with a, with a camera the, the know-how and, and most importantly, like the drive to do it. And, you know, knowing you over the years, definitely it's going to happen. So uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to, to assist. Like, I think, I think you're going to do great, man. It's super exciting. 
I appreciate it, guys. It's, it's also fun to watch your journey. Congratulations on the successful funding of the Fly Park. What are you guys calling it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we're what? rolling with Air Park. Air Park? <laughs> yeah, Air Edgewater Park. Air Park. So um, it's not really a term that we had heard a lot, but we just liked it. So <laughs> airfield sounded a little generic, you know, so Air Park, Air Park it is. Yeah, so uh, love it. before we let you go, I, I do kind of want to take an even further step back. And for a lot of the, the people listening out there, specifically like young kids, um, I'd like to talk about just your career path in general. Like, how did you get into drones? How did you end up at, at Unique? You know, did you go to school? Um, you know, where, where are you from? Where did it all start for you? And like, how did, you know, it's kind of like, a, we're kind of going a little bit Tarantino here, starting with like, <laughs> you're now at Cub Crafters, but like, where did, where did it all start? And uh, for, for those young kids that are potentially, you know, getting close to uh, the time to start a career, uh, I think it, it's always good to hear other people's journeys that they've went on to, to maybe help some people out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll try to condense this very long story into maybe a minute or two. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Um, So I I got my first job. I was going to a lot of bar about mitzvahs in middle school, and uh, I had an interest in photography, and I kept seeing this one photographer at a lot of my friends' parties. So I kept nagging him, you know, can I hold something? Can I get you a glass of water? Can I, you know, what can I do for you? Um, so he, he actually interviewed me when I was 13. I had to wait till I was 14 to get a work permit to legally work for him. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that he was, what I say, I mean, he's my first mentor. Um, and he really taught me a lot, not just about photography, but about business and about, um, you know, just I was a developing young man into to, to being a good guy. Um, so, that, yeah, that was, that was kind of my first, uh, my first real job, you could say. Um, and then... From there, I kind of rolled with the photography. Um, once the DSLRs uh, integrated video into them, um, I dove headfirst into uh, starting to create videos. Um, it started off in skateboarding. I was the kid who couldn't really do any tricks, and so I naturally was the kid who was, you know, given the camera. Um, and then I I had a lot of friends who were musicians um, in middle school and moving into high school. And I always admired the connection that musicians had with one another. You spend a lot of time together, you're creating together. Um, And so I wanted to be a part of that. And so the way that I was able to be a part of that was again, like skateboarding um, to to be creating content. That was a way that I made myself valuable um, to to my friends um, while they were doing their creative process. So I wasn't um, distracting them or I wasn't, yeah, I, I, w- I was helping them along that process. Um, so I made a lot of music videos for, for a lot of musicians. Um, and then a lo- uh, around 2000 and, and that's kind of, there's a bunch more different photography things. Like I was 15 going to nightclubs and, you know, photographing people there and getting crazy, ridiculous traffic on my websites when I was, couldn't even drive. Um, <laughs> nice. That's really cool. Um, and then, yeah, and then from there, uh, I saw the Phantom come out in 20, what is it, 2013, mm-hmm. uh, January, got one in April. Um, while I was out flying, I, I actually, I convinced, I was working for a Parks and Rec organization doing content for them, and 
I, I showed them a video. It was called Santa Monica Airlines by Robert McIntosh, um, where he flew, flew through the Ferris wheel in Santa Monica. Hmm. And I showed that to my boss there. And I said, if you buy me this Phantom, I can give you content like this of your parks. Uh, thank you, Robert. And so, um, yeah, so they bought me a Phantom. While I was out filming, I met uh, Taylor, the um, old owner of Dronefly, mm -hmm. and was the first employee at a company called Dronefly, and did uh, just about everything there for them. Um, from there, kind of flirted with some a few different manufacturers, um, and then met with the owner of Unique, flew around Los Angeles uh, in his EC125, and um, went to China two weeks later. Nice. So that's, um, yeah, spent a couple of years at Unique. And then, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to uh, get myself in the air. Um, and so it's just a, a natural progression to um, go from unmanned aviation to manned aviation. And I just want to highlight that the, 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 the constant thing string between all of these things is making photos and videos and making content. And I think that in this day and age, if you can know how to make content, um, you can essentially guide your career across multiple different industries. And I think that that's a really, uh, a really cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. It is, uh, Definitely. I mean, not only for, for other people, but even selfishly, like kind of like, it's just cool. Like having documentation of like some of the experiences you've been through, even if it's not necessarily a video with me personally in it, but even like I too, like I, my start kind of started with photography and I did like tons of weddings and whatnot. And, uh, like, I remember like almost every single shot when I look at it, like I remember being there and I remember that perspective and it's, it is definitely a, a unique way to, uh, c capture memories. I mean, it's like no different than the, what we're always talking about with the hobby as far as like going out and making memories and sharing them. Uh, when you're able to create content, whether it's still images or motion pictures, uh, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a value, whether it's your career or not, like it's a very valuable skill set to have, um, and to, to practice and most importantly to have fun with it because it is fun. Um, regardless of whether it's work or not, even if you're just taking home videos, like I definitely try to encourage as many people as I can to, you know, pull out your phone, take some video, take some, yep. take some photos as much as you can. It doesn't cost you anything, you know? Well, and that's an interesting point you made is that uh, it's fun. Um, I looked at a camera for probably the first four to six years that I was creating stuff as a way to make money. Yeah. Um, exclusively as a way to make money. And so, I mean, it, there was artistry to it and, um, you know, I was, I was a very technical person, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it didn't really turn into art. Um, I'd say in, un, until about 2012, 2013. Um, and, and, and when you make something, you want to share it. Right. And so that inherently teaches you how to, well, you have to learn how to, to, to share and how to market, um, what you're making. And for me, how, how I've really learned how to market is by watching what people do and being aware of how I am being marketed to. So if I see a, a sponsored post or a, a, an advertisement on the side of the road or, or whatnot, I'm intaking that ad, but I'm also aware of how I'm perceiving it and how it's going to, um, you know, maybe change my mind or influence my purchase decisions. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're always being marketed too. So if you can reverse engineer that, you will understand how to market. Mm -hmm. at people yep to people
Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I I noticed myself doing the same thing. Like if I see, you know, just because of uh, just what I do in my current position and that sort of thing, it, it's kind of funny. I'll I'll see I'll see an ad or just a way that like I'm communicated with, like on social media or something like that. And of course, that thing is like subconsciously like selling you towards that thing. But you're also kind of noticing of like, wow, it's like a really interesting or cool way to do that. Or maybe the other way is like that's definitely. You know, I want to get as far away from that kind of thing as I can. So it's it's uh it's an interesting perspective when when you look at things that way. But yeah, I I think this was great. You know, just for people to hear, um, you know, especially like younger people that are are looking to do something in aviation or looking to do something, um, like in a similar field, um, is just kind of like hearing the story about of how it works and kind of how you know it's always easier to connect the dots in hindsight, and that's kind of what I would you know, is to encourage people is just like, just to go forth, you know, and to knock on the doors and to, you know, if there's something that you really want and there's like a industry you really want to be in is, um, uh, persistence is a big, uh, is a big, you know, theme Mm -hmm. of the people that succeed in the field that they want to succeed. Yeah. I'll add to that too. And I'm sure you guys will agree, but like, we're talking about photography, content creation and marketing and all this stuff and different skill sets. And, all that stuff is great and important, but I will say just from my personal experience and and you guys might have something similar, but from my personal experience, like the key, um, the key to kind of like growing your, your career path and, and, you know, furthering your journey in life is really just people. Like if you can learn how to mm-hmm. work with people, um, you're going to go very far. And I'm not talking about just people that you look up to people you like, but even people that you disagree with, people that you don't like, people that you know are bad as a bad person, like learning how to deal with all kinds of people all over the world, um, it, it's really going to take you far because you don't have to agree. You don't have to like everyone, but you can actually learn from every single person that you meet. And, uh, you know, it's that's one thing that, you know, I, I've been taught by a couple different mentors and, you know, it's really helped me along the way is like being able to deal with people is such a valuable skill set. Absolutely. Sometimes knowing what not to do is can be better than knowing what to do at times. Yep. Um, and you touched on mentors too. And I, I, I alluded to um, Gary West, my uh, the first job I ever had. He, he was really my first mentor. And um, in everything that I've done, I have had or any niche um, that I've gone into, I've had someone who is in somewhat of a mentor role. Mm-hmm. So when I came up to interview um, for Cub Crafters, not only was my mother born and raised in Yakima, um, but I actually got my first flight in a small aircraft out of the McAllister Yakima airport. Oh, nice. um, and so it's kind of in a, in a, and it was in a, it was in a barren. Nice. Um, and so that airplane's currently broke. I was able to go visit Gene was the man who um, took me up flying and uh, I was able to revisit with him. And so we've reconnected and um, yeah, we're going to start flying again. We have to fix one of his flaps on, uh, on the Baron. Um, and so I, you know, I told him when I moved, when I came up to interview, like if you need help fixing this, if you need help around your shop with your airplanes, with anything, like I'm here to help because I know that there's so much to learn and, uh, and like, and in everything I've done, I've had a mentor. So when, when I re-met Mitch, it was the first airport that I flew out of Cub Crafters is, is on the airport. It's just, everything really, um, clicked. It was very, uh, there was, there was 
just all came together. And um, I just couldn't deny the fact that this is where I was supposed to be um, at this current time. Yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, just the just the nature of it and the geography of it and everything. It just sounds like a really cool spot. So really, um, really happy for you. And hopefully we can get out there and visit sometime. Absolutely. You have a place to stay. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, I want to thank uh, everyone for listening and uh, through our kind of um, uh, disjointed conversation a little bit, but I, I enjoyed it and I hope you did too. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.